And this is the Real Model Talk, where I bring the mentors to you. In every episode, I will feature an exclusive and honest interview from a pro in the industry. Together, we will explore every aspect of modeling from the ground up. Hey everyone, I am so excited for this episode today. I am talking with my girl, Kalicia. We met probably like four or five years ago at this point, yeah. working a promo job together. And it, I've got to say it was probably one of the most fun promo jobs I have done so far. One of the top most interesting, but, and we'll go into that and talk about that fun experience. But today we're really going to focus on promotional modeling. Kalishi has been modeling for about 10 years now, and she has worked for brands such as PlayStation, Allstate, Pepsi, Kellogg's, Mars, Jack Links, and many more. So she has a ton of experience representing brands out in the field and just conversating with people in person and creating that brand awareness. But she also has some really cool things about her outside of that in the modeling industry. She has earned the title as Alabama's top runway model. She has various publications under her belt, and she is also an actress. She has been featured in American Horror Story and NCIS New Orleans Season 1. So we're going to have a great conversation today. I know y'all are going to get just a lot of good insight on the industry. And Kalicia, I'm going to let you take it away. And just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started in the modeling industry. Oh, wow. Uh, well, thank you for having me, Kayla. Uh, I am really excited to be on here. And first off, congratulations to you for starting your podcast. I got started in the promotional modeling industry, kind of weird-like, but it was a good way. When I first started modeling, I just posted like some pictures on a website um, called Explore Talent. And eventually those pictures got to my Facebook and two companies actually reached out to me via Facebook, Push Models and CMT Agency. And I was like, Ooh, I don't know, this might be legit. This might not be legit. I've never heard of them. And it was, I mean, like they had a nice little like a nice little DM that they sent me and stuff. And I I looked at it and I was like, yeah, I signed up for it, didn't think anything about it. And then about three years later, I had an agent and a, um, I had an agent and a manager and I talked to my manager about it. And I was like, okay, so I've been getting these emails about some castings. I don't know if, you know, it's real or not or whatever like that. And she was like, I mean, we'll just go ahead and submit to it. You, it might be, you might get a yes, you might get a no. So I submitted to the CMT agency one and I actually got booked with that one. And when I was there, <clears throat> um, I asked this, I asked some people about like, Hey, you know, like, what are some other agencies out there and stuff like that? And this one guy, I do not know his name, but he hooked me up. He gave me a list <laughs> of, of marketing agencies and promotional modeling agencies. And I just started signing up for him and it just kind of took off. 
That's awesome. Yeah. There's always that one person that has the list. Yes. <laughs> There's yes. always someone with the list. You just have to ask and network and just ask for it. So yeah, I'm so even now knowing all of them, I still ask people. So who do you work with? Oh yeah. Who who who, who all you work with? Because like, I I need to definitely because. Oh, it's like you can have that list, but it's going to take so much time to go through that list and apply and sign up for yes. each company. So you really want to yes. narrow it down, especially to your area and ask the people in the same you know, location as you or the locations you want to work and be like, where are you getting work from? Because you don't want to waste all that time signing exactly. up for agencies that don't have work in your area. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I just kind of learned that. Um not so much as the hard way, but just like, okay, so y'all don't really work here. Y'all are way out there somewhere. Right. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Just learned that. Well, so you mentioned Push, and I know that's the company that we both worked through yes. um, for Nickelodeon at Super yeah. Bowl. Was that what Super Bowl 51? Yes, yeah, Super Bowl 51. Okay. I didn't mm-hmm. know the numbers, but I just knew. Houston Super Bowl Nickelodeon so tell us about that that was a really fun experience I don't think I've worked an activation like that since it was very hectic and tiring but fun all at the same time that was a huge activation the only one that I've done with that many days Mm -hmm. uh, because I think it was like nine or ten days it was Mm -hmm. it was very close to almost two weeks yeah Literally from sun up to sundown. Twelve hour shifts. Yes, it was, and it was so much going on. It, if you, you felt like a little, like, oh yeah, I'm in there. You know, you had your your badges and everything. Uh-huh. You had to go and get checked in and all that other kind of stuff. But that activation was so much fun to work with Nickelodeon. It was huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, like really really huge to work with Nickelodeon and the people that we got to meet we were like the only activation or the only footprint that had you know like uh, football players actually coming to it and other stars coming to that um activate to our footprint mm-hmm. slime machine because like everybody wanted to be slime yes. and if you were an old school Nickelodeon fan you know all about being slime and I actually got to get slime so yes. <laughs> I was really happy about that but oh my god that went they had things going on everywhere all throughout that um convention center and to do the Nickelodeon was just like it was amazing it I mean amazing. like there there are no words for for that activation it's very easy but also you know you had to do a little work but for sure it was so much fun and we attracted a lot of kids to that activation <laughs> so oh, that yes. just added on top of it you had to be very kid friendly and patient yes because <laughs> all that ooh. slime <laughs> yeah, and not even a slime but just like all the things that we had going on mm-hmm. over there hey arnold came over there the ninja turtles the ninja turtles came over there then you had the football players coming over there right they had like the the football throwing one i mean it was there was so much stuff going on and then they had the two slime walls right where you could like touch the slime and play in the slime. oh, oh yeah my God, i was... remember sitting at that slime wall for <laughs> several hours saying please don't touch it's the slime there. please don't touch the slime please don't touch the slime 
Oh, here's a anyway. napkin because you touched the slime, slime even though I told you not to. <laughs> oh my God, man. That was a really fun one. And I like, I love that one as an example of the different things you get to do when you're a promotional model or when you're doing brand ambassador work is that like, yeah, it is hard work. It is long hours, but the things you get to experience that you likely wouldn't have experienced if you weren't working that job. And then it's like, you're getting paid good money. You know, you're involved in this really fun event and activity. And then, you know, you're there for Houston Super Bowl. So I know like a lot of people, they get to go out and enjoy these Super Bowl activities at the same time. So it's like it is work. But to me, it's like one of the funnest type types of work that you can do. It's like both worlds, business and pleasure. Exactly. And you get to meet so many great people, and we met and had a great time. Yes, I have a lot of friends now who I have met just working so many different activations, and they like you just you constantly work together, mm-hmm. not even you know, like not even just knowing it or or knowing each other, and you're always working together. So you kind of do build like relationships with people right. who you never would have, you know, built a relationship with, mm-hmm. especially because I travel to a lot of different places. A lot right. of people that I meet, they just stay local mm-hmm. or just around their city somewhere. I mean, their their state. And me, I go literally everywhere. You I'm are in everywhere. So many, I'm in so many different states. Like, it's ridiculous. Do you drive? Different. Are you always driving still to these places? I am. Oh my yes. gosh. I enjoy driving. So I've told the um like the booking managers, I will drive anywhere um less than nine hours. Oh my gosh. I'll never forget. <laughs> I you guys I learned how to change a tire um in Houston with Felicia. We saw this awesome um what was it like graffiti walls it was graffiti or it wasn't even graffiti they were like murals graffiti murals and but it was in an abandoned parking lot and she just drove through it she's like we gotta see this (laughs) next thing you know we get out of the car and all you hear is Oh man, that was my car, right? That was, that was your car. car, and then you had to drive back to New Orleans from Houston on a donut. Yes, uh, it, yeah. I was very mm-hmm. impressed, though. I learned from I mean, that. Ashley did the doggone thing because she did. I she, get did. It. she did. She did. She did. Like Ashley was like, "I got this." Yes, yeah. she was like, "Doing." I just, I felt so bad. I was like. I'm supposed to know how to do this. I've changed my tires before and I I can't do it right now. You know, I got to say, Ashley came through a lot on that trip um, because I was staying at someone's house and I got left there with all her male roommates. And Ashley was like, "Um, no, you're going to come stay with me and my aunt tonight. Sweetest. Oh, my gosh. She's so sweet. Yes. So... Those are just some things like perks. I know we haven't really gotten into this and some people might be like, what are these girls talking about? So um, what is it like? What does it mean? What does it entail to be a brand ambassador? Oh, man, I say like with the brand ambassador, the way that I explain it to people is you at that moment that you're working with this company, you know, you're the face of this company at that moment, you know depending on what kind of event that it is that you're working because some of them, they want, you know, like 
some really smart girls, you need to be able to have a conversation with somebody, especially if you're working a convention. But if you're just working like an event, like you have to be able to kind of be quick on your toes. They give you um, a lot of information to learn about that product that you, you know, are going to be telling people about. So I, I'm always kind of like, I, I'm the company is looking for like a pretty face to be the face of their brand for that moment. But I think it just kind, kind of, it, it gives you a lot of experience and a lot of knowledge, a lot of different companies. And you just, oh, it's a lot. <laughs> it, it, it is a, it's a lot, but it's not a lot. Right. But it it is a lot of fun. It is. So I know it's a lot to describe, like what a brand ambassador is. Um, I know one. Like I'll tell people I'm a brand ambassador, and they're like, "Oh, like on social media," and I'm like, "Definitely not." Um, I actually talk to people in person. It's called experiential marketing, and I always bring up the state fair. I'm like, you know, the state fair when there's all these different companies there and people working. That's what I do. That that is another way that I uh, tell people. I say, well, you know, when you go to like the football games and you see all those people handing out stuff, that's the brand ambassador or that's the promotional modeling. Right. It's, like if you go to the Jack Daniels uh like trailer at the tailgates and all the girls out there giving out the free shots and stuff like that, that's typically what it is. This is another way that I like to tell people kind of like what I do. I tell them, I say, I'm a decisive brand ambassador who enjoys representing and increasing consumer awareness to a brand, product, or service. Like that is completely it in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. I and that's that's exactly what you do. You increase consumer awareness to a brand and you're representing that brand. And these people are kind of like counting on you to get their get the word out about their product. Right. And, and go ahead. No, you go. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go oh, ahead. I was just going to say, I've, I heard this girl one time, um, she was a product specialist for Chevy, I want to say. And um, she put it really well. She's like, I tell, I don't sell. Because sometimes I feel like that can get confused. And whereas like yes. brand awareness is just telling people about things. Whereas like sales, you're actually yeah. selling things. So we're, we're not sales mm-hmm. people. We're just, telling people. Yeah, and I'm going to tell it to you so good that you're going to want to buy exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, when I do demos, like food demos or um, beverage um, promotions, or I just started doing liquor demos. Oh, did really you? excited about yes. that. Yes. Um, but when I do food demos, I'm always like, try before you buy. You know, you don't have to waste your money. Right. You get a little sample. You can try all flavors, see which one you like, which one you don't like. You know, mm-hmm. why spend your money when you can get it right here for free? Right. And I'm like, okay, okay, I'll of try course. I'll try it. And next thing you know, they're like, oh, yeah, let me get this one and this one. I'm like, see, mm-hmm. see. Or if they don't like it, I'm like, now you don't have to waste your money on it. Exactly. See, I just saved you $5 right there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And either way, whether they like it or not, you're still getting them in there on that. I do. So because there is so much, I kind of like to break this industry down as like who, what, where, when, why. Um, Just because I feel like that's easy. It's a lot. Yes, there is a lot. So who would you say can be involved in this industry? I think anyone. As long as you can. Anybody. If, If you like... 
meeting new people, meeting new people. If you like talking to people, if you like getting free stuff, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, anybody, as long as you're over 18, 18 till, you know, oh. whatever age, because I have worked with some people that were like in their 50s oh, and yeah. 60s, like in this field. And, and I just feel like, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. I see you. I mean, but honestly, anybody, and this is kind of like, is the promotional modeling part is open to everybody, short, tall, young, old, big, small, because I know when you look at the modeling industry, all you see is just, you know, like tall, skinny models, you know, you have to have like a certain look. Mm -hmm. As a promotional model, you do have to have a certain look because like I said, they, they kind of do want like that pretty face, Mm -hmm. but anybody can do it. You know, I mean, anybody, you don't have to be a certain size to be a promotional model. And I know that can like um, deter some people away from being a model, Mm -hmm. but once you really dig deep into it and look at all the different categories of modeling, you like, Oh, okay. So I don't really have to put myself in this bubble or I don't have to, you know, conform to what the standards look like. I can just, I can be, you know, five, five and still representing a company. I can be five, four, I can be four feet tall, you know, still representing a company, still putting myself out there, still promoting brands Mm -hmm. because as a promotional model, model, you represent so many different brands I mean so many different brands right now I do have to disagree with you a little bit on the pretty (laughs) face because and only because that's something I've realized and I love so much about the promotional modeling industry is that like they really isn't like they want you to be clean and kept you know it's like clean kept good hygiene and approachable and that's the biggest thing like now I've seen people that like I've worked with people that have no communication skills and I'm like what are you doing here how'd you get hired um you Mm -hmm. must have a good profile or something but (laughs) otherwise and that's why I say because I don't want anyone to get deterred from being like trying to be part of this industry because they feel like oh I'm not pretty enough or whatever it's like Mm -hmm. you know as long as you can have a conversation and you take initiative and put yourself out there like you can do it and you're going to get it and, you know, just keep that personality up. That's what's. That right there is very, very true. Um, The reason, one of the reasons why I say like the companies just want a pretty face because, you know, it's like they'll, you know, in the, um, when they send you your confirmation letter, they're like makeup, glammed up, you know, clean, shaved and stuff. So it's sometimes, you know, they're like, we, they want that pretty face, mm-hmm. but you have to be approachable. You do have to be a people person. You do have to, your communication skills have to be, you know, kind of like right. on, on point. Like you need to be able to approach people and have people approach you. Mm-hmm. If you're scared to talk to people, this may not be the industry for you. Right. It, it may not be because you're, you have to tell people about this product. Exactly. You know? And now for some people who may be shy and they want to get out of their box, I know this industry is what has really built my communication skills and kind of forced me Mm -hmm. out of my shell because the first like promo type job I ever did, it was kind of like a 
fight or flight type of thing. I was, you know, they were paying for my housing and it was like, if you're not meeting these, you know, requirements, then we're going to send you home. We're not going to pay for your housing anymore. So um, my dad was like, I was just turned 18 and he was like, how are you going to do this, Kayla? Like, you don't like talking to people. I'm like, I'll make it happen, dad. I want to go there. I'll figure it out. So that's what I did. And it just forced me out of being shy and just, it it, you know, because it's like, I got to get this check. So either I'm going to like talk to people and perform or I'm going to stand here and be shy. And I don't know. You always have to have that. Like, I don't care type. I don't know if the word is, I don't care, but like, you're never going to see these people again. Most likely to just have fun, like enjoy and attract people over. That's, that's one of the reasons why I enjoy doing it. And when, whenever I'm in that role, I am a whole lot more vocal vocal i'm an introvert yes like i really am and some people will be like but you you know you you talk to all these people you're always over here you over there i'll be like girl i don't know these people like that's why i can do it just like like it's nothing because i don't know them i'm never gonna see them again so if i make a can I cuss on here? Yeah. <laughs> if i make an ass of myself you know like they're never going to see me again. They, exactly. like, I don't think I've ever ran across the same person twice. And speaking I, of which, I love your mascot videos that you post. Kalisha does uh, some, so a category of brand ambassador modeling or promotional modeling is uh, being a mascot, which is a really great time to let loose because no one really knows who's under that. So she does what, Tony the Tiger things? I've been Tony the Tiger. Oh my gosh. I've been um, Guy. Um, who else have I been? It was another one. But Tony the Tiger is my... Those are my favorite. favorite Y'all are going to have to follow her and check out her Instagram because she has some really funny videos dancing around in Walmarts. Oh, my God. And yes, that nobody... Because, of course, as Tony, you cannot talk. Oh, yeah. You can just high five and throw kisses. And I'm, I'm such like a... Just a a character myself mm-hmm. deep down in me. Um, I, I mean, like I'll have guy mannerisms because, you know, Tony is a, is a guy, right. you know, so sometimes like I'll, I'll kind of dance like a dude or I'll walk like a dude <laughs> and, and then I'll, t- I'll flip it around and I'll be like all girly and stuff posing <laughs> and, and People are so lost and it's so crazy or funny because girls are like, like the women, they'll be like, ooh, Tony. And I'll be like, wait a minute now. (laughs) That's when you have to speak up and you're like, um, excuse me. (laughs) And this one, I know this one lady, she, she had rubs Tony's chest and she, when she rubbed, like she rubbed across my breast, and I kind of backed up, and she was like, "Oh, Tony, are you a female or not?" And I just breast. I was like, "Me and my hand handler, we just bust out." Oh love. my we gosh! Like, oh. So I was like, "Yes, I am." And she said, "Oh, okay." 
like, man, yeah. So <laughs> that's yeah, that so was, funny. That was, that was an experience right there. But the, the kids love Tony. Oh my god, mm-hmm. they love Tony so much, and the adults love Tony way more than the kids. Yes, but, but and that's the thing is that at this point, it's not Tony; it's you. And it's exactly. you bringing Tony to life. So they really love you because if someone else was in that suit and they weren't giving it the same energy that you were, people wouldn't care. And they'd just be like, oh, there's Tony, you know, but you're doing things to like attract their interest and get them interested. And you're creating that experience that they're going to remember next time they need some cereal. And they're like, oh, yeah, Tony. I did take a picture with Tony. And Tony was so much fun. Yes. Let me grab some Frosted Flakes. Yep. See there? Still, still got that brain up in the head. Because they're like, oh, I remember remember when. Mm -hmm. Yep. They always want Frosted Flakes. (laughs) (laughs) So... When you are doing these brand ambassador gigs, what is expected of you as a brand ambassador, promotional model when you are on on the job? I would definitely say respect. Um, respect for uh, yourself, the client, and the brand. You actually need to take some time to read the notes that they send you. Um, that falls up on the respect because just going, they are going to train you on it, but you still want to be able to, you know, remember some of the, um, some of the stuff from the notes that they sent you. Actually doing your work, um, not just standing around being on your phone lollygagging, you know, talking to the other promotional models, actually getting out there and talking to the consumer. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, what else? <clears throat> being a team player, definitely yeah. being a team player. Um, coming back from your breaks on time, that's a that's a big one. Like you would, yes. some of the small things that you wouldn't think was expected of you are expected of you. And the simplest thing of coming back from your break on time, because Common that falls. Sense. Exactly. And that falls up under being a team player because. And you respect. Know, yes. Not disrespecting the product, you know, just treating it like whatever, um, especially if you're dealing with like um, equipment, if you have a tablet, if you have a camera, those are most um, like the only like equipments that you really kind of have to deal with. But being careful with that, handling that with, you know, bit, you know like it's a fragile object, like you do not want to break that. Right. <laughs> Don't steal from anybody. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I think that would be, you know, just about it. Do you have any other ones like um, I didn't say? I think those are all great ones. I would say be adaptable. I was going to ask yes. you, so... What are your thoughts on when you, I don't know if you've ever overheard this, but I've heard this plenty of times and it makes me want to just, oh, um, when people are like, that's not on my job description. And like something's asked of them. They're like, but that's not on my job description. I'm like, your job description is to like be adaptable. Yes, you definitely have to be adaptable. I, I haven't heard that. I don't think. No, I haven't. I haven't heard that. But this is what I've heard. I'm so ready to go. I'm so over this. Why did you sign up? Or I didn't. I didn't want to do this. 
I don't want to do this. You knew what the job was. Why did you sign up for this? That's, but. And knowing, oh, and knowing how much you're getting paid and could be getting paid of so much less doing like so much like other jobs. You know what I mean? It's like you have such a big privilege of being here and being aware of this opportunity to make 25, 20, $25 an hour. Most of the time, just standing around and hanging out and talking to people. Exactly. Because I know that's the, for the longest time, I've always had a job while I was doing my promotional modeling work. Like I've always had a job. This year, I actually decided to just go ahead and quit my full-time nine to five career job. And just focus on this. Thank you. Full-time. And then COVID hit. And it was just like, no. Oh my gosh. No. (laughs) So yes, the fact that doing my promotional modeling, I was getting paid way more in my career. Like what I went to school for, Mm -hmm. I'm getting paid way more to do way less. Oh, yeah. Less. And yes. a lot of people, you know, they they don't see it that way. So to just be like, Ugh, this is not what I signed up for. I don't want to do this. That's not in my job description. Oh, ma'am, it kind of is. Right. Unless you were hired as like something very specific, right. like um, MC. And even right. I've even seen MCs like step in and help out. Because why not? You're going to be there anyways. It's going to make the time go by faster. You're not doing anything at all. Right. Like you're not doing anything. It's not hard. It's it's not hard And things like that, like like you said, MC stepping up is what's going to get you hired for the next job. It's going to be what the, when the brand reaches out to the company and they're like, Hey, we want Clichia to come on tour with us and be our MC for all of our activations. Like, because you stepped up and took the initiative to do something that you weren't asked of. And you think people are not looking, but they are always watching, especially if the client is there, because I've been, I've been a lead a lot of times. Like, all, just about all of the gigs that I get now, I am a team lead or I'm the marketing manager. <clears throat> and when the the BAs are just doing something that they that they probably shouldn't be doing, or the client is like, oh, I, you know, they need to take the initiative to do something, they will come and talk to the lead, and it's like, hey, can you go and talk to this person over here? Can you keep it out on this person because I saw them doing this? You know, right? Like people are always watching you, always watching you, and not every time the client is going to come around and introduce themselves. The mm-hmm. um, the client on site will say, hey, you know, the client will be here today, so just kind of be, you know, on your P's and Q's, stay on your toes. Right. But you're not going to know who that client is. You know, you they may come over. They may not come over. They might come over and, like you said, not even say anything. And they're going to act like they're a customer. Exactly. Just to see how much you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or they have secret shoppers come by and um, give reviews. And they can they can easily say, okay, well, what's this person name? Because I don't want them working, you know, with my brand again. Like you can can easily get blacklisted in the promotional marketing world. 
Easy. Yeah. And if they send that over to the agency that hired you or to the, you know, staffing company that hired you, they're likely not going to put you on any other gigs that they get anymore because they don't want any more unhappy clients. Exactly. And it's already hard to get in the, um, the promotional modeling world. Like it's, it's hard enough to get in and it's like, you right. did all this work to get in. And now you yeah. got blacklisted because you're lazy or you, you doing something you had no business doing. You're right. up there on your phone. You're talking to this person. You didn't completely left the footprint. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yes, I have seen it all, baby. I have seen. <laughs> it's surprising too. Cause I think there was some moments um at Nickelodeon that, there was, um, you know, a bunch of no shows and just no call, no show. And it's like, yes. dang, I'm like, these people really don't appreciate Care. this opportunity. Yeah. Somebody else who, you know, possibly needed that money or wanted to work that event, that event could have been there in your spot. I, w- I think like the first day it was one girl that was like complaining and it was just like, Mm-hmm. Like, do you want me to call my friend because I'm sure they'd love to be here exactly like hey I, I know about three other girls who want to be here right and can easily have your spot because I, I don't I don't think they showed up the next the next day or two no I don't think they did I don't think so yeah. um yeah and so and I was thinking too, is like, and something I always think, and I tell people, you know, cause I have a, you know, a promo gig that I do and it does require setup and stuff like that. And, um, you know, that is, we're told that before we get on, but there are some parts where they, you know, we got to get up on a ladder. It's easier if a tall person does it. And there are times like, if you feel uncomfortable, like you're going to get hurt, that's the mm-hmm. only time I would say that's not in my job description, unless if you're hired as like production crew to set up. But otherwise, yeah. I'm like, you're W-9, you're not an employee. And if you're worried about getting hurt, then you just need to voice that respectfully. Be like, look, yeah. I can't get hurt right now because I don't get workers comp. And if I don't, if I get hurt, then I don't make money and I don't get workers comp. So that's the only, only time I ever say like, speak up respectfully and say, hey, yeah. You know, maybe not, that's not on my job description, but hey, I feel uncomfortable. Um, You know, I'm scared I might get injured doing this. Yeah, like just like how you say it, say it respectfully. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. And Mm -hmm. saying, oh, that's not in my job description. No, just say, I don't feel comfortable getting up there. Because there have been some events where as the promotional model or the brand ambassador, but they don't tell you that you're going to, you know, be helping with set up a breakdown. Like that's mm-hmm. like nowhere in there. Right. Um, so when you get there and the client is like, okay, so we need to set this up, set this up, you know, put this over mm-hmm. here. Like, oh, wait, I didn't know we was going to be doing all this. But <laughs> yeah. Like you said, being adaptable, you just you just get in there and do it. And if you have multiple hands on deck, you're not going to be setting up for a long time. You know, it's going to be really quick and easy. And then you have some events where they book set up and break down people. And Mm -hmm. even still, me, I'm the type of person I say like, hey, I can help. (laughs) I'm not doing anything else, you know. Exactly. And that's, a you know, a quality that's going to, like you said, get you asked back and requested to work again. Exactly. Maybe that's why I've uh, been booked so many times. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I can help or 
more and not even I just go over that like me I, I'm a visual learner I pay attention mm-hmm. and I see what they're doing and it's like okay let me they, they look like they're struggling a little bit let me just go over here and help them and then you have other models who are just standing over to the side like I'm not doing that uh, that's not exactly. what I'm doing. I wasn't hired to do that. I'm not yeah. set up. I'm not break down. Oh, mm-hmm. Okay. That's, that's fine. You know, that's fine, but I'm going to get rehired and you won't. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because in the notes section, they're going to be like, oh, well, this person, you know, they took the initiative to help out and or this person, they just kind of just stood around and just watched, you know, they didn't mm-hmm. really do too much. I'm, I'm telling you, you always have to be mindful that other people are watching you. Yes. Other people are watching you. Do not be on your phones if you're not supposed to be on your phone. Mm-hmm. Even if you're trying to hide. Yes, it's not worth it. Somebody, somebody saw you. Guarantee somebody <laughs> saw you. And they're going to say something. Like they really are going to say and something. And like brand ambassadors, you know, we promote ourselves as brand ambassadors. So we definitely like take, you know, a lot of us like to take pictures in our uniform or on set with the footprint to show like, hey, look, this is what I did today. Or this is this awesome event I worked today. So that's okay. As long as you, you know, are being smart about it, use your common sense. Like, is this an okay time to do this? Yes. You know, are we still waiting on the event to start and we have some extra time or, you know, if you're unsure, ask, hey, do you yeah. mind if we take a picture really quick? You know, they'll let you know, hey, maybe wait another 30 minutes or wait till the end of the whatever. So it's always just, important. Like if you do not know, ask. If they'd rather you ask know, than just yeah. do. Yeah. Exactly. And just if, it, if it's your first time working an event. If you see other people like, OK, well, they're taking their pictures. They're snapping it up. Nobody is around. They haven't opened it up. They haven't opened up yet. So, yeah, go ahead and get your pictures in before the crowd comes, because when it finally opens up, you're not going to have time, especially if you're no. doing your job. You're not going to have time to just kind of be like on the phone, on social media, you know, taking. You're going to get that look <laughs> like what are you like, doing? You definitely are. You might not want to be on the phone. <laughs> you, you might not. You, so you, you made me not. think of a question. When people have questions, say like a brand ambassador has a question on set and we have the clients there, we have our team lead there. Who are you supposed to ask your questions to? You are supposed to ask the team lead. Right. Ask the team lead, then the team lead will ask the, will talk to the client. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the client um, is like, well, the on-site, the on-site client, they're like, you know, if you have any questions, you can ask me or you can ask uh, Kalicia like mm-hmm. that. Um, sometimes, depending on the question, they would kind of prefer um, you to come to them, especially if there's like, if you're really busy or if you see that the team lead is busy, they're mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm I'm here for questions. You know, you can come and ask me, you know, something like that. But right. If they don't say anything, because you do have some on-site contacts who are like, uh, if you have a question, talk to your team lead, they'll come to me. Or right. they won't even like say anything. They'll just be in the background. They won't acknowledge anybody else. They'll only acknowledge the team lead. You know. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, people are like the on-site clients. They're nice and everything. Right. But Go to your team lead first. Yes. <laughs> Go to your team lead first. Like, definitely do that. Especially with, like, non, 
branded related questions. I think if that's the right way to say it, like, when is my break? Can I go on break? When are we getting paid? I don't know. Questions like that. Like, don't ask the client. Don't ask the client. The only thing you need to be asking the client is, hey, this froze up. Can you come fix it? Right. Um, This person wanted to know when the next event was or. Right. When this um, product so, is being released, yeah, um, when are they doing? When are they doing a raffle? Like if they, if the um, client didn't announce it, like at the beginning of your shift, when are they doing a raffle? Hey, they want to know this. You know, this customer wants to know this. If it, it has to deal like specifically, specifically with the brand, mm-hmm. or if something is wrong with the equipment, this this is breaking. Can you can you <laughs> fix it? You know, All right. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) where do these events take place i know it can be a wide range of areas that's why i like to ask this question to give people a good idea of you know where they could be representing a different brand they could be indoor or outdoor so what type of indoors or outdoors? Because I know I've worked at plenty of dog parks. You know, that's random. You wouldn't think that. But we, yeah, I, I was on an ongoing program for um, AT&T Fiber. And I too. I, yeah, I did, yes. I did AT&T Fiber. Yeah. So um, my, uh, my, my market manager had us setting up at dog parks because we had little like dog swag giveaways. So it was actually really effective, but I mean, that's a place you would be like, you're working at a dog park? Yes, I, so, I did. Um, I mean, they can be uh, concerts, mm-hmm. uh, conventions. And when I say conventions, it can be like a festival or it can be um, like a medical uh, convention, something like that. I did one for the National Diabetes Association Conference. So it was basically like, everybody in the healthcare field, you Mm -hmm. know, it can be in a grocery store. It could be football games. It can be uh, at the mall. You can be set up at the mall. Mm -hmm. You can be set up at the parade. I have worked like parades sometimes and that that was so much fun. (laughs) Um, But parades, you can be... I've done some gas station sampling. I was just at a gas station this past weekend. Yeah, mm-hmm. a gas station. Liquor store. Liquor stores. Groceries. I say grocery store because I was doing um, a grocery store this, this past weekend as well. Right. I mean, honestly, anywhere, anywhere people will be at. Exactly. That's, that's the best answer. These um, events can happen anywhere people can be at. Like lots if, of foot traffic. People are going to be there, guaranteed. Yep, a brand ambassador is going to be there, set Mm -hmm. up, handing out stuff, giving away free stuff. Getting your email. (laughs) Getting your email. Can I get your email, your name, your phone number, your address? uh, Your social. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, wait a minute, why do you need all this stuff? Well, I have to call you when you win. Or uh, I'm giving you something for free, and you know nothing is free, so. Exactly. Let me get that email address. Very simple. Please. Exactly. Please and thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 
So those are great examples. Yes. I just always like people to know like, okay, what can I expect? Where could I be? Um, just so they know. Also, because sometimes you're in really, really fun places. Like you said, you're in a concert or you're at a festival or um, I worked CES at the Las Vegas Convention Center. So yeah, I just did um, this last one. My boyfriend and I went out there and we worked for Ford. Really, I have I have been trying to get C um C E S for the longest. Like I didn't know how big it was. And that's, that's like massive. one of the biggest. Like yes, the Super Bowl was pretty big, but this is like this is like the top dog. This is like the mothership. C E S. Yeah. And when I, I wanna when I finally found out about it, I was like, I got to get there. I got to get there. I need to get on my resume. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. last year and this year, I was last year and this year I was like, okay, I'm a, I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna get nope, they get booked. Okay, but it's okay. I'm next year. I'm gonna try for next year. Next year come around. Apply, apply, nope, st- nope, didn't get booked, but I'm gonna get there. I'm t- 2021. I will be there working. I will. Yes, let's hope it happens. I will. I am definitely um, trying to get there. Yeah. Oh, I think I really do hope it happens with COVID. I think it you know, honestly, though, I think it will just because of the way things are rolling right now. And um, I know they've been trying to do some other events out there, but it just hasn't happened. So I'm curious to see what's going to come up. But I'm curious because CES is um, like all new technologies and stuff like that and like new innovations that are being thought of and coming out. So I wonder with after COVID, what kind of innovations that are going to be out now, because I know this has really changed the way people are thinking about things and doing things. So I know there might be a lot more COVID related inventions. There. A lot of them. I mean, like, like a I... self disinfecting car or something, or the gas <laughs> station handles are going to have like, I don't know. You just pick it up, just wave your hand, and it's going to do everything. And right. the, the, um, the gas handle is going to like magically float over and just insert where you don't have to touch it. <laughs> right, right. And that's, you know, that's something I've loved about being a brand ambassador is because I've gotten all of us, we've gotten to work for these amazing brands, and we get to sometimes see things that are about to happen before they happen. And, you know, you get to see all these like CES, you get to see all these amazing like inventions and ideas that people are working on for the future. And um, it's just a really exciting thing to be part of. And it's like a really exciting thing to say you were part of Um, South by Southwest and Austin. That's I, I submitted for, no, I was going to submit for that this year. And then um, I got booked for something else. I got booked for a bunch of other things. And then Uh, it got canceled. And I was like, oh, I'm so glad I didn't book for that. Exactly. And then all my stuff started getting um, canceled. canceled. Yeah. So that... That was definitely a downfall is that um, the events industry has been the last to get started back up. You know, I know a lot of people started working and then I'm like, I still am not working because my job and well, no, no, no. It was just, you know, I started our program for fiber started back up on July 4th. But, you know, that was July 4th. Everybody and restaurants and stuff are like working at that point. And it's like, 
my job involves me being around masses of amounts of people at a time. So, and it's all revolved around events. And that's the last thing that's getting started. But one thing I have realized and I've been grateful for being involved in this industry is that it's made me even more adaptable than already was. So I I see that quality in brand ambassadors, especially at this time, is that we've all easily been able to pivot into something else. Mm -hmm. I mean, because being a brand ambassador, it it strengthens your skills in a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Like you, you really, you take on, you don't take on a lot of stuff, but you kind of do like subconsciously, you take on a lot of stuff, like a lot of different roles. A lot, so many different roles, so many different roles. Like you, you have to kind of be like the master of a product instantly. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be able to talk about a product and you get so many different products. You have to be able to talk about this product that you just learned about within like the last week or something like and that. And act like you're an expert. <laughs> oh, I swear. Or if it's like some food or something like that, you have to be able to like, like read this, they go, they're going to send you like a 20 page pamphlet or <laughs> right. a PDF file that you're like, I got to remember all this stuff. Wait a mm-hmm. minute now. Where, where it originated at, who first started it, the ins and the outs of it. Like, oh, wait a minute. But then you're also like, you're learning, you're kind of like learning on site. You're learning how to work different things, especially depending on the activation that you're doing. Like you have to kind of know how to work that piece of equipment. Like so it really makes you it 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 puts your the skills on your resume. Like it really just like magnifies it because you you become an expert in so many different things. So many different things. Right. Yes. And that's what I love, like being able to tell people like, oh, what's your experience? Oh, I've worked with this brand, this brand, this, and just start listing them off. And they're looking at me like, yeah, I've I've represented all of them. You know, it's like, I don't know. I think that's a big thing to be able to say is you've represented all of these brands. And it's not just standing there and looking pretty for them. Like you said, it's like standing there and representing and like being the brand and speaking out on it and being there for them because some of the na- brands are big name brands too that you're like Cadillac, Coca-Cola, Nickelodeon yes. and it's like to be able to say that you work for those and then to be able to put them in a group and say you represented all of those is a pretty big thing. I think the one that I really had to kind of learn like the most on was with PlayStation because mm. it's for gamers. Right. And I'm not a gamer so <laughs> I was like Okay, you do what? <laughs> you push this button? Wait, <laughs> I don't want to push the wrong button. Why y'all got all these buttons and you only got to use one? I'm not, un- what? <laughs> and yeah, and I was just like, I just want the easy one. Can I get the easy one? Okay, mm-hmm. and I, the one that I had to work was the, um, what's the, the, the VR? Yeah, the VR. I mean, even that, like if you, if you move it the wrong way or push it down the wrong way or anything, like it could mess it up. And it's like, geez, wait a minute now. This is, <laughs> this is too much. I'm just trying. I wanted the easiest thing. And I, the easiest thing is still hard. Like, right. oh my God. Yes. I, the, with the world opening back up now, because that's what I call it. I'm like, oh yes, we're opening back up. Yes. More gigs are finally, you know, like coming up and it's how the, huh? It's going back to the norm. 
how the brand ambassador world or the um how our world has like adapted the drive-in concerts i'm doing those that that was my first post covid event drive-in concert and it was like this is nice okay and you know what we do you know what we do what do you do i would do a scan tickets that's it that's nice (laughs) and are you allowed to, cause, well, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Cause I definitely want to talk, um, pay rate just to give people an idea of like what you're getting paid and what you should to expect. scan, to scan tickets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. And yeah, it's, you know, sometimes it, it is sad because it's like, there's someone working at an AMC right now, scanning tickets for like $9 an hour. <laughs> But it comes down to awareness. And if you're listening to this podcast now, you are aware of this opportunity and it is up to you to take action on it or not. You know, and with that, I will link some good promo agencies that you can get started with that I I vouch for. I don't know if they're going to be great for your area, but I know like assist marketing, you get work for them everywhere. Love them. (laughs) (laughs) They always have good work. Yes. This is going to be one of my longest podcasts because I could talk about this stuff all day. Do you still have the time? Are you good on time? Oh, yeah, I have time. Okay, yeah. perfect. So now we're on to our why. Ooh, first I'd like to talk about, um, we did say there's many different roles you perform. Like, So I know you do a lot of sampling, but you could be street team. You could be a product specialist. So can we go into um, just some of those and like what they are and the differences or you know, what it means to be a team lead. Uh, okay, so where where would you like me to start? What would you like to know? The, the, the bottom to the top? It's, it's not many roles. You have like your, your promotional model slash mm-hmm. brand ambassador. <clears throat> I do believe depending on what the event is, is how they'll label it. But it's honestly right. the same promotional model, brand ambassador, what I have learned over the years is honestly just the same. Um, the promotional model, you are like the one that's just like really out there <clears throat> with the crowd. You know, you're out there with the consumer. You have like the most interaction with the crowd. As the team lead, you are basically the brand ambassador slash promotional model, but you kind of you you have to you're a leader so you have to you know kind of stand back and watch a uh, lead by example you were there for if any problem arises or anything like that with the models you need to be able to handle that situation because the on-site contact they have to focus on the footprint mm-hmm. um as far as you know something happens with any of the equipment that's what they're for. The team lead, you are over the models. And you're also that middleman in between the <clears throat> between the models and the uh, on-site contact. And then, then you have like the on-site contact. They're hired through like a third-party company. Um, they're the one that's traveling around. Basically, they're like a tour. This is like a tour for them. So mm-hmm. they're going every city they they're like so like a tour manager position is what that would pop up as yes 
and they are they're assigned to like a certain area so or a certain region they're assigned to a certain region so they're going um to all the different places around this region so depending on exactly like what you're doing or who you're working for you might do a football game a football game is like the biggest example you could um do a football game for i'm down here in the southeast so i could do a football game at um, at LSU and work with Mindy, like the tour manager, Mindy, and then I could go and work at Alabama and it would be a completely different tour manager because their regions are different. So you're working um, for the same brand. Working for the same brand. And right. then you also have like a market manager and that person is honestly just like a team lead, but they just call it a market manager position. Team lead and market manager, the same exact position, um, just different names. But when you're a team lead, you also have to do like a recap. And mm-hmm. if sometimes you can just be a brand ambassador completing a recap, depending on what company you work for. So like right. I do, um, some of the times where I have been just like a brand ambassador and it was just me by myself, uh, the company that I worked with was Busy Bee Promotions that's mm-hmm. doing food demos and you do a recap and you have to, you know, list basically talk about how your shift went, the good, mm-hmm. the bad, the ugly, you know, like that. So that kind of goes hand in hand when I'm a team lead because I have to do a recap on how the models did. You know, right. and you have to like tell, you have to write a small little recap about how the event went and how each model did, you know, mm-hmm. like that. But those are really kind of like the only roles. Right. Know? Different. And so for market manager too, I've kind of gotten to see that more uh, recently with the fiber promotion because my cousin actually got that position oh. and um, she, she was working like, she was working no. like 40 hours a week. Yes. They had her finding the events that we were going to yes. be working. Um, you know, she was responsible for all the equipment to get to and from all the events and um, a weekly meeting yeah. with the client and stuff like that. Cause she was gone for like a month and um, gave me that position. <laughs> and I was like, Whoa. damn, like, I was yeah. like, this is a lot of work. And I understand like, why because she's getting paid more hourly obviously and then um like she was making really good money and I was like I can it's see why point. because it's very time like, yeah, like she, it, it depends on what company like I said what company mm-hmm. you're working with because right if it's like a smaller if it's a smaller event like the AT&T fiber that's something to where like you're going around to different places and mm-hmm. yeah you in that region to be like that like a, you're that middleman you know you're right with the models and the client they have that middleman it's mm-hmm. just like you're working anywhere else and you have your supervisor and then you have like the head supervisor or the GM the right. GM has a meeting with all of his managers and then his managers take it back to their individual stores right. and tell employees like that so that that's really like a good way to explain like that market manager um position market mm-hmm. manager has um their meeting with the gms and stuff like that and then they take it back to their stores and tell their you know employees and depending on what brand you work with 
your responsibilities can be, you know, like huge. And I was right. the first time that I was a market manager um, for an event. It was a four day long event for Win Dixie. And I had to do like a recap every day, like detailed yeah. recap, oh very detailed. Gosh. I was responsible for all the things that we needed. I was responsible for getting out, having all the flyers, making sure we had everything that we needed, like the whole little setup, um, making sure they had their, the models had their, um, their uniforms. Like you're responsible for a lot of stuff as the market manager. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing like a smaller, a smaller event, you just basically kind of just like show up and it's like, okay. Hey y'all, I'm the team lead. You know, we're right. gonna have a fun. It's <laughs> gonna like be that. a good day, and we're gonna be done. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's the thing with uh, brand ambassador work too. I definitely want to point out is like you can be on a gig representing a brand for one day, for four hours or eight hours. You know, however much they need you, or ten, six, whatever. <laughs> or you could be on a program like Nickelodeon that was two weeks long, but then you're done. Or like I've been lucky to get this past year is fiber has been an ongoing program where they wanted a consistent team and they didn't want to keep hiring new brand ambassadors to learn about the uh, product. I think maybe because it was a more, I don't know the word for it, extensive product or more like they wanted experts on the product and just people to, you know, continue to work at the same people. So it's Mm -hmm. always different and it's very flexible in that, So that brings me to, um, I know we've covered quite a lot, quite of different reasons, but specifically, like, why would you tell someone that they should do this or it would be beneficial for them? It's it's very flexible. Mm -hmm. You get to, if you're a people person, you get to meet a lot of different people. If you're depending on like where your career is going or what you're trying to do in your career, it could put you in touch with like the right people. Like your contact list would kind of, you know, go up. The pay is good. Not like the pay is really good. Can we kind of mention like what the average pay rate someone could expect with it? So the average pay is going to be 20 to 25 an hour. For the most part, it's 20. Anything below that, that kind of like depends on the company. If a company is new or something like that, just starting out, you might find something that's 18. If you see something that is 15 an hour, please don't waste your time. Except, except Nickelodeon was 15 an hour. But... it was 17 and I was like no they not in wrong for this they could have paid us more but it was like a lot that, of hours a lot of hours and the brand was like so, oh you work for Nickelodeon right. yeah I did I worked with Nickelodeon like it, Super Bowl. exactly like it has to be something that has to be completely worth it don't just give your time to something that's like 15 when there are other events that are paying, you know, more money. Unless it's just right down the street from your house. You or know. you're not working, you know, and you don't have yeah. anything else going on. But for the most part, the pay is going to be like 20 to 25. If you're just a brand ambassador, pro- promo model, 
the norm is twenty um twenty dollars. If you're a team lead, you could go up to twenty twenty two to twenty five. Also, depending on what region of the country you're in, oh well, yeah, of the country that you're in depends on your pay. Um, right. Because in a bigger market, somewhere like California. California, their base of uh, pay is like 22 for a mm-hmm. promo model. Somewhere like New York is going to be 22. I think Northern um, America is like 22 as well. Once you get like in the South, just, you know, just us regular folks down here, you're going to be at 20. Um, every now and then, huh? With the uh, minimum pay wage. I'm not, what am I? You know what I'm talking about? The minimum wage. So, I, like, I know California has a higher minimum wage than we do. Yes. So I think that kind of plays off of it, too. It does. Yeah. It, and that's what I mean. Like, it does just depending on, like, what area you're in. Because the cost of living is higher. Mm-hmm. So, $20, they're like, what? Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, a hamburger. And you might get some gigs that pay, like, 30 an hour and I have honest, right. I have honestly seen some that pay 50 an hour oh, yeah. if you're bilingual oh baby you really have a step up because bilinguals they paying like 28 an hour 30 an hour like they right. so if you are bilingual and you're listening to this you really have like a good a, a, a good time to um, get up in there and but get booked Yes, please put them skills to use because they they love bilingual, especially down in Miami. They oh, always yeah. Miami and Texas. They all they are always looking for bilingual, and I'm just like Lord, I just wish right. you consider sign language as bilingual because I can oh. sign, I can sign, I can sign. That should be considered bilingual. Right. I That's- know my alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, we worked in Texas at this uh, like flea market out here in Dallas for our last AT&T things and man, were we struggling. Like my cousin and I both have like a Hispanic background, but our moms are Puerto Rican. We don't speak Spanish. So, you know, we were really struggling. We like got what we needed just like to say like, hey, you want a free prize? And that's all. But I mean, as we were dying, we were like, we wished we had someone there that was bilingual could speak with us because that just makes it so much easier. I know for the... um for um for the, the Nickelodeon for the Super Bowl, you know, Ashley is like like oh, she yeah. does her all day and when the kids would come up and she would just like give it to them. And I was like Thank yeah. you for being here. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't know what they said. I can't speak no English. No, That's no. when I just smile and nod my head. I'm like, yeah, over there. <laughs> exactly. She was like she was giving it to them, man. Yeah. So if you're bilingual, you you have a good shot of being booked. Mm-hmm. Good shot of being booked. MC, I know you typically get paid more for that. Um, oh, yeah, MC, MC like 30 to 35 um, an hour. Right. Yeah. And then um, another thing you had mentioned. So one time I've booked something like a promo job that was uh, 50 an hour. And we got it was we worked for two hours and got paid for four hours of work. But it was because, and I I realized this, when they give you a specific uniform they want you to wear, and they're like, what are your measurements? What are your sizes? We're going to have you in this. Um, 
I don't think it was. Uh, I know Push has a lot of events like that. When they give you a specific uniform, especially when you're in heels too, for an entire shift, I, those typically you're getting paid more. If they're asking you to stand for 12 hours and heels for $20 an hour, please do not sign up for oh, that. Yeah. I mean, it sounds worth it, but once you stand there, you're like, all right. And then there's a guy standing next to you in some like dress shoes. You're like, why are we getting paid the same right now, sir? This is is not right. But um, for the that one, I think I was working for Big Twelve, and they had me in a cheerleader uniform, and it was like a Big Twelve conference for um, their employees. And literally all me and the other two BAs did was stand there and shake pom-poms and welcome them in to the room that they were going into. We were just like, hey, welcome. Welcome in. Hey. Welcome. Enjoy the event. And then we got to stay there and have some drinks afterwards. So it was a fun event. Yeah. I, I worked I worked a Harlem Globe Charters game. So my event didn't start until like halftime. We had to be there at the beginning. Um, Well, no, it started at the very beginning where we just literally just had to take pictures of the kids with the sign. Like that was it. And then we sat down, watched the game. (laughs) Enjoyed it. Yes. And then halftime, we had to go and set up our table and we were handing out juice. And because it's like little, you know, like juices, it was going fast. Like we were supposed to be there like the entire part of the second half. By the end of the third quarter, it was was, like, what what do we do? But what do we do now? And they're like, you know, y'all are still scheduled and you're in here. So you might as well go enjoy the game. I'm telling you. And then I, so I was just like, Here's so. Here's the tickets to our box seats. Y'all go in. <laughs> I wish. Like, oh man, I wish. But yeah, like it's, it's, it's easy. I literally got paid to watch a game and hand out juice during halftime, which I didn't even have to, we didn't have, even have to start at halftime. It was maybe like, I want to say halfway through half um half time. Mm-hmm. So we go and set up and stuff like that, and it was just easy. That's when people are like, "You got paid how much to do what?" <laughs> what? Like, I got like, my yes, mom. I, know. <laughs> I finally got my mom on board. With, That's and, awesome. and not so much as like not not on board as in like okay this is nice. Like, I'm, I'm glad you're doing this, but her saying, man, I want to do that. I want to pe- stand around and get paid to do nothing. Okay. Yeah. I got you. Mama. I got you. Yep. <laughs> and I got, I finally got her on with the company. That's so exciting. Yeah. That's awesome. It's See, like, I love oh, that. <laughs> and that's what, you know, oh, I love this industry. Cause it's like, Anyone can join as long, you know, as long as you go in there and do those things we said, you know, as a brand ambassador, you have the opportunity to give other people opportunities. You know, at that point, once you're in there, you can recommend a friend, you know, someone might no show, no call or whatever. And they're like, we need someone here now. And they might ask you and you're like, right. Yeah. And you just, that's what another thing I love about it is being able to connect people with this industry is just so awesome because like I said, people aren't always aware of it or they kind of are, but they don't understand how fruitful it can be and how fun and how much you can travel and meet people and just all the, 
one thing that I regret is not taking the first, when I first got those DMs, not taking mm-hmm. it seriously and not starting sooner. That's right. the only thing I regret, not starting sooner. But every everything has its time. Every When it's your time, it will be your time. But I, I kind of, I honestly wish I would have submitted to some of those things and recognized that these were two like legit companies because right. I'm telling you, when they reached out to me, I was like, oh my God, look at whoop, whoop, yay. And then I was like, yeah, this can't be real. Like they, they talk, they sending me messages through Facebook. Like this can't, they can't be real. They right. can't be real. They were legit companies. And I was mm-hmm. just like, man, it was like three, it was, it was two years. No, yeah, it was three years. I was like, man, it was like three years wasted that I could have right. already been doing this stuff. And right. but you live and you learn. So exactly, yes. <laughs> yes. And that's what it's like. I you know, so this is gonna take me to my next question mm-hmm. is, you know, if someone wants to get involved in this industry, how can they get started and what are the first steps? I would definitely say network. If you if you know somebody who is in this in this industry, when you fill out your your application, put them down as a reference. If they, you know, if they refer to, put them down as a reference, definitely. Facebook, network, network, network. Facebook has so many groups on brand ambassador work. Um, I tell right. people, just type in brand ambassadors of whatever city you want to work in. And these companies, they post events in these groups. They post them in like that Pacific city. Mm-hmm. And then they also post it in like surrounding areas um, as well. And you are not going to book something like right off the bat. Like you're not. Right. Uh, you have to be persistent and just like just constantly, constantly, constantly uh, submit for something. Right. The best time to like get in is when it's like a huge event with it when they need a lot of people. This industry, this industry is very hard to get into, but once you're in, you're do in. work. Exactly. Like, yes. And work. then you're in. <laughs> yes. I'm telling you, yes. And and the thing is the hiring managers, the booking managers, they even tell you this. We work with who we know. Mm-hmm. They they are very tight on who they work with. If they know they have like A1 talent, they're going to use that A1 talent. It's right. very rare that they will book somebody new. Like it's very, very um, rare. The only time you can kind of like get into something if you're new is if one of your friends who's working is like, hey, I know somebody who can, who can be here, who can work. Like I, mm-hmm. I got somebody and they'd be like, okay, bring them on. But mm-hmm. just, are they going to be good? Okay. Bring them on. That's the question. Are they outgoing? Do they have a lot of energy? Are they a hard worker? Right. Because yeah. that's one of the, it's the hardest in- industries to get in, but it's very easy. And once you have your foot in the door, then like you're good, but just, continue to um to submit for events and that's like basically what i did the first company that i had worked with cmt agency i submitted for them 
with them for so many gigs and they finally booked me for something. And I was like, yes, okay, I got in. And then the um, guy told me about all the other companies and Assist Marketing was one of them. And mm-hmm. I kept submitting, kept submitting, kept submitting. And they randomly booked me. It was an event in Mobile, Alabama, where I'm from. And I was living in New Orleans and I was a, um, a mascot handler. <laughs> I was a mascot handler. And after that event, I did not get booked until like three months later. And it was for a huge event down in New Orleans. So did that. And then after that, I went up to one of the booking managers and I was like, hi, my name is Kalisha King. Thank you so much. You know, I look forward to working with y'all again. And the thing was, I kind of waited because everybody like bomb rushed her at one time. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of stayed back, waited till she just kind of by herself and was like, hi, how you doing? I'm Felicia King. Thank you so much for booking me for this event. You know, mm-hmm. I made myself known. And right. after that, I just kind of started getting um, more bookings. It was maybe like two months later or something like that. Mm-hmm. More bookings. And then once they see you, they're going to continue yes. to book. Yes. And once you keep getting those good reviews from the clients, because the booking agent isn't often on site, you're exactly. just communicating with them through text, email, and then there's a very, very rare occasion that they're there and you get to make that impression and that is so say true. something yeah. relatable. If they're, if they're on site, definitely, you know, make it, make it like your, your business to like, Okay, let me go and introduce myself. So so we can kind of put like a physical face to right. a name, you know, because like you said, y'all are just communicating text and email. Like that's it. It's one company. I have not met the lady, but when I tell you she's like my best friend, <laughs> we we communicate so much through text messaging. You would swear we knew each other. Like what if if we finally meet in person, it's just gonna be like, hey girl. You yeah, all the kids doing, you know, <laughs> yes. like that. Um, because it's it is honestly just like a what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like a over the phone type of conversation, you know. Right. It's not a person to person conversation, right? You know, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not and, this. 3D. It's not 3D. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and like when I mean that kind of. Something you said took me back to something you said at the beginning is like introduce yourself when you get that chance in person, but also be respectful of their time because like, you know, they're not there just because they're visiting, they're working too. So thanks for being quick, short, simple and rememberable. And the fact that you are respectful of their time is going to make them remember that. Be like, This girl didn't try to talk to me and hold up a line of people trying to sign in or whatever, you know. So. Like 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 you, like you were asking like the the way to get in, if you know somebody, have them refer you. Yes, like have them refer you. If not, just continue to um, submit. Oh, and somebody else told me one way that they were able to really get in: apply for backup. If you apply for backup, they can see that yep. you you're um. You're dependable because as a backup, you just have you have to show up and backups still get reviewed on. So you show up right. for that, you know, 10 minutes that you're there. 
be productive. Don't just stand around, you know, be very productive, start doing stuff. And then when it's time for when it's time for y'all to go. OK, you know, thank you. Here's your shirt back, because sometimes you'll get the uniform. You're just waiting on, you know, that last person to show up. So you'll get that uniform, get the uniform back and be like, all right, I'll see y'all tomorrow. Be on time. Be early. Actually, if you're back up, be yeah. early. If the call time is at 1030, don't show up at 1029. Right. Because it's like, I mean, the backup day was kind of late. The backup and it's good to remember that there's always a backup on site because um, if you're late, they're taking your spot and you're going to show up after driving 45 minutes. 30 minutes, however far you had to drive, and they're going to be like, we don't need you anymore. Sorry. And when I tell you, I like, I have had I have had the same backups home before. I mean, not backups, but the actual model that was booked, the BA, because they were late. I have had booking managers call me three minutes before the call time, and it's like, okay, who's there? Is the backup there? Okay, well, I'm just going to stay on the phone with you. Yeah. Come 1029. Uh, has the VA made it yet? They haven't. Okay, you can you can um if they show up, you can send them home and keep the ba- um the backup. Exactly. And I'm like, oh, okay. Because that's I mean honestly I know we don't live in a fair world, but that's what's fair. It's like they showed up 15 minutes early, yes. which is what is expected of you. They're on yep. site. They're next to you. That means they want to be there more than the next than the person who mm-hmm. you know is not there yet and we have one minute left for call time so yes but, I, like so that's it's definitely apply for backup so if you want to get in, I got in. really mm-hmm, yeah um i think i don't even know if i had applied for backup but this is a good point is like i think it was through push was my very first event and also okay so you said if you know someone that does this, ask them how to get started, have them recommend you. My very first ever gig where I was living in the house, one of the girls did this full time. And I came back home and I was supposed to go to college, but I saw her, you know, riding a fireball bike, giving out free shots at a festival and doing all these fun things. And I'm like, I want to do that. And so I hit her up. I'm like, how do you do this? What do you do? How do I get started? She sent me, you know, three or four different agencies said, just sign up for these, get started and just start applying and don't stop applying until you get something. So that's exactly what I did. And then one day I'm laying in bed and I get a text message and it's like, hey, we need someone in Dallas at this convention center in the next hour. Can you be here? And I said, I'm, it might take me an hour and 30 at the most, but I can be there. And so I showed up. I had no idea what I was doing. I did not understand like the role or the industry. And I was the only BA there. It was for a trade show. And so the clients are there and, you know, they sometimes don't really know what a brand ambassador's role is. And, you know, you got to step up. So um, I just stood there and I just said hello to everyone that passed. That's all I did. I was like, hi, hello, hello, hello. And so Although I wasn't necessarily doing exactly what I needed to be doing, I was still making an effort. And, you know, because it's that pretty face, there would be people that stop by, oh, hey, what are you doing yeah, here? And, exactly. Oh, I'm representing these speakers. Do you want to know more about them? Okay, talk to John. 
Yeah, so but I got a good review. I and you know your reviews show up on Push. I got a yes. good review for that event, and so they continued booking me after that. So, um, you know, if you don't know what to do, just at least say hi to people. Like, don't just stay. I'm telling you, I'm yes. That that makes a huge difference. Like like I said, these smallest things, these smallest things makes a huge difference. Right. Like standing there, if you're just standing there quiet in the background, it puts off the, it puts off the, like the feeling of like, I don't want to be here. I'm disgusted with this place. I wish I was somewhere else, you know, all of that stuff. But if, if you just are out in the front, at least just speaking, hi. Hello. Somebody's going to come up to you and say, what are you doing? What's right. going on over there? What y'all got going on over there? Exactly. No. Because that's why they're there most of the time. Like, that was a trade show for, like, electronics. So, you know, people were yeah. there to see all the electronics. So they would stop, and I'm like, oh, yeah, here's a pamphlet. Oh, check out the speakers on the wall. Aren't they cool? I love them. I've never seen anything like it before. <laughs> so I, I had to do a conference for um muscular dish... No, I think it was um, multiple cirrhosis. Mm -hmm. I believe it was multiple cirrhosis. And I was like, I wanted I wanted to get on that event so bad because it kind of went in line with what I got my degree in. And the client only wanted two girls. But I was like, I graduated from Arby University and um, and I received my bachelor's degree in rehabilitation and disability services. I even had to write a report on this right here on this event. And like she sent it over to the client and they was like, you know what? They want to book you. They're going to have three people. That's so awesome. I, was able, <laughs> I was able to get booked. And I mean, like it was a legit like convention where it was just only people in that field, you know, right. dealing with all types of, oh my God, what's the word? Um, All types of like case studies, dealing with like physical disabilities and stuff like that. And I was able to, you know, to go there and just be like, hey, yeah, so this is what we're doing up in here. I know all <laughs> about it. Case study, you know, I, was like, I actually know what's going on. I'm not exactly. just smiling through the day. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know about all this stuff right here. Remember it for and then it was it was gone. <laughs> right, right. My uh, favorite answer to questions I don't know is always like, "That's a great question. Let me go find out." <laughs> yes, because he was so like, question. "Let me ask John." <laughs> if, if, if you don't know, just say, "Let me don't go say, find out." Yeah, no, don't say I don't know. Never say I, I don't know. Never, never say I don't know. And a lot of the skills that you that you learn in the BA world, very transferable. Oh, yeah. Always to very everything. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I was working for my dad the other day and he does IT work. So I was working for my dad and we're doing all this stuff. And these people are asking me questions. I'm like, that's a great question. Let me go find out. That's a great question. You should talk to Steve. <laughs> so, yeah, you definitely take these skills and just that initiative to take the next step, to move on to the next thing, to guide them to the right person. Yes. But, okay, so I keep trying to, like, wrap this up, but it's not happening. I'm going to have to, like, split this episode into two different parts. Be like, part one, part two. 
you may so before we started recording you were saying how you're doing the sign spinning and you're literally just standing there for like seven hours and in a lot of these job descriptions it's crazy but they're like must be able to stand on feet for long hours of time and that made me think like these jobs can be so random and you're like again I'm getting paid what to do what my boyfriend and I booked a job at um big convention center out here for Anheuser-Busch and they were having time. Yeah, Budweiser. Budweiser. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I think Anheuser like owns all those different companies and so they were having a convention for their employees. It was like a, you know, where they're learning more about the brand. And did they have you in a red sweater standing around the convention center for 12 hours a day, guiding people to the bathroom and telling them when snacks were going to be available? Literally all we did. It was like a three or four day event. And they just had us all scattered around the convention center so that when they would come out, you know, to go to the next breakout session or go to their whatever room they're going to, so we could stand there and guide them to okay oh that is gonna be over there oh the bathrooms they're over there oh when is coffee gonna come out it's it'll be out in like 10 minutes so we were standing there for i'm not kidding you we had like 10 10 hour shifts and of course we had breaks in between and they made it to where like okay like you know you're gonna go you're gonna have to have do a break but i mean yeah there'd be times we're standing there like three four hours just like legit standing there Mm -hmm. and it's not an opportunity you can group up and talk to other BAs around you like you're just standing there talking to yourself like looking at things counting the tiles on the floor just being ready to answer these questions and by like the third day all these attendees knew where the bathroom was knew when to expect their snacks and knew where their classrooms were so they would just come up and be like so you're having a good day and it's like oh, yeah this convention's feeling really nice i'm just happy to be here very thankful the the, the cool air feels good it does. Yeah. but that's uh, you know times that you get questions so have you ever thought of being in sales no not really but if i was they'd be like oh well you know i work for bud light in sales i think you'd be really great for this position here's my contact you know, so just being there in that spot can lead to other opportunities. It definitely can. Definitely can. The event that I had to do with Budweiser, um, it was for their employees. And they were just like talking about new things that was coming up. And we were had, we, we were handing out T-shirts. We had like eight different T-shirts. Oh, yeah. And we were folding T-shirts. We like folded them all up and stuff like that. Real nice and neat. And we were at the t-shirt table. Like it was, oh my God, it was maybe about like 10 of us. And a friend of mine, she, she got the, she booked the event and they needed some more, some more girls. And she was like, Hey, are you available to work? You know, these three days? I surely am. (laughs) Yep. And we just, we just handed out t-shirts like that's it to the employees. Yeah. But yeah, um, the event that I'm doing that I did this past weekend, I was a sign spinner. Mm-hmm. That's, that's it. I had my headphones in and <laughs> just listening to the music. So if you passed by, you was like, why is this person just randomly moving? You know, just they, 
what are they what are they doing what what are they doing because i was i was getting down i was till i was busting the move all which times <laughs> away and if you passed by you was like this this girl is crazy my mouth was moving <laughs> some words were coming Same. out <laughs> some words were this is like just so you know, next time you see a spine, a spine, a sign spinner, don't judge them because they're getting paid twenty to twenty five dollars an hour to be standing there. Now doing that, then I, I said the next time I was gonna have some cushion in my uh, shoes. <laughs> oh my gosh, that brings me to the biggest point: investing good shoes for yourself. Yes, I tried to take the cheap route and go to Payless Shoes and buy like the cheapest black tennis shoes they had there. And I regretted it. Oh no, you're gone. You're- right, right. Just invest in good shoes. Go to Nike, Adidas, oh, wherever you yeah, like I'm to get your shoes yes, awesome. and spend the 50, 60 bucks, whatever it is. Because that's what I spent. I think I spent like 30 bucks at Payless and then I was miserable. I think it was at Nickelodeon was when I had those tennis shoes standing so. 10 to 12 hours a day. Yeah. And um, <laughs> like, and then I ended up spending more money in the long run because if I would have mm-hmm. just spent the 50 or 60 in the first place, but then I ended up spending 80 because I bought these crap shoes and then had to, you know, learn to go invest in good good shoes definitely invest in some good shoes if you're going to be in this industry because uh you will definitely be standing on your feet another um event well title where you absolutely don't do anything is a mascot handler right you really don't do anything hold their hand and guide them around (laughs) that is it and if they can see Mm-hmm. You just, I have been a handler before for somebody who was like good. They did not need me. And I was just like, I'll take hey. your <laughs> 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 like, Honestly, that's it. And the, the client will be talking to you and be like, so what what do you do exactly? I just, yes. I, I help guide them. That's about it. Mm-hmm. I help them get, I help them get undressed and dressed. Right. That's it. So when you come out here, what are you doing? Nothing really. <laughs> Taking pictures when people ask. Exactly. <laughs> and that's a part where you're taking initiative because that wasn't in your job description to take pictures for people, but it it's going to help with that brand awareness. Yes, definitely. And when <laughs> when somebody wants to pull on the um on the on the mascot's uniform, no, 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 don't touch, don't right. touch. <laughs> Don't touch. Sure. Next. Okay. Yeah. Next person's turn. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Clearly, I could talk about this all day. Um, I feel like we got a good basis for everyone. I know I could go on talking about different jobs and experiences and the fact that you should buy yourself black or white tennis shoes and not hot pink or green because they will send you home or ask you if you have another pair. And khakis or black pants, dressy mm-hmm. black pants. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. No booty shorts. Please, no booty shorts. No tights. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So I hope that we've given y'all a good basis of the promotional modeling industry and why and how you can get involved. If you have questions, um, please feel free to reach out to me. You can also reach out to me, mm-hmm. yes. Instagram or Facebook. 
So I will link your Instagram in the show notes, but if you just want to shout it out for us. My Instagram name is Kalisha King. That is spelled K-E-L-I-S-H-I-A-K-I-N-G. It is my name, Instagram and Facebook. And I will definitely like respond back and give you, um, you know, like some information and hopefully lead you in the right direction. Yes, she definitely will. And um, I'm going to also link a few different um, promo agency websites for y'all so you can get started with those. And then, like she said, real quick, another thing I just thought of, those Facebook groups. Um, I always like to tell people the companies that are posting in those Facebook groups for your area are likely the companies that have work in your area. So I always say go through Facebook groups and go sign up for the agencies that are posting in there. And these are all um, non-exclusive agencies, and you shouldn't ever have to pay to sign up with any of these agencies. You should not have to pay for any so, agency. Yeah. Yeah. So if they're asking you for money, um, you know, just move on to the next one because there's plenty to choose from, and um, they will take. 20% from your check, but you don't even have to worry about that. The rate that you get is what you're going to get paid hourly. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's about it. There's so many more. I mean, this is W9 work most of the time, which means you're a business owner. So you will have to figure out how to do your taxes for that. And maybe that'll be a whole new episode in itself. Kalisha, thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on. It was so good talking to you. Yes, you too. uh, I hope your listeners got some really good information from us. They will for sure. And um, thank you again. I look forward to our little reunion we're going to have in Houston. Yes. You know what? I just applied for some stuff in Houston. So fingers crossed. Yes. Let it happen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Real Model Talk. If you enjoyed the show, do not forget to subscribe to stay tuned for upcoming episodes.